There are plenty of, of companies that are you know, very high quality companies that I think are in a really tough space that, you know, in a normal market might get funded, but in this one might not. I think that we're in an incredibly difficult funding environment. The investors are much more cautious about what they're investing in. They're not flinging money around. I'm Scott McGrew. Welcome to Sand Hill Road. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What does Farther do? Uh, we build wealth management software. So Taylor Matthews is CEO of the wealth management fintech Farther, which just landed a $31 million Series B. We started thinking about our Series B right after landing the, the Series A, right? Uh, we, we kind of went to market with a set of milestones that we wanted to hit, um, both product milestones and you know, kind of economic milestones. I think like you know revenue and that sort of thing. And then uh, here we are. Overall, it was a pretty smooth process, kind of surprisingly so. And tell people why, who are not familiar with the industry or the situation in venture capital, why would it be surprisingly so? Uh, well, the uh, the zeitgeist around the uh, you know raising venture capital right now is that it's it's a terrible funding market. It's scary. There are um, you know plenty of of companies that are you know, very high quality companies that I think are in in a really tough space that you know in a normal market might get funded, but in in this one might not. Uh, so we. We approached the market with that in mind and really wanted to, you know, try to be as buttoned up as we possibly could be. Um, and, you know, we were, I think we were lucky to be, um, to have done as well as we had over the previous year uh, to support the the story that we were trying to tell and um, and the, and ultimately raise, uh, raise the round that we wanted to raise. New data from Crunchbase's latest Q3 report shows these sort of follow-on investments are harder to come by. I love data. That's Janae Teer, Crunchbase Senior Data Editor. Her report, issued late last week, shows global venture funding in the third quarter fell once again, despite some very big late-stage investments in AI. And I think what was interesting about the most recent quarter is, you know, funding is down broadly, more than 50% from the peak. Um, but what was interesting is that, and we've seen late stage funding come down the most, 
And everyone at the time said, if late stage funding comes, you know, late stage funding, we're not going to invest at late stage. Those values are too high. Companies are not going to go public at the same rate. So we're going to invest earlier at early and seed. But in fact, what happened and we saw in the data is after Q2, when late stage came down, Q3, late stage and early stage came down. And then Q4, 2022, all three stages came down. And so even though investors were saying we're going to invest earlier, in fact, what we saw in the data is that investors were much more cautious. And then jumping through to Q3, I think what was interesting in this last quarter is actually late stage was up. That's relative to it being down, but there were some very big rounds in some very important sectors across the globe, which sort of made that late stage funding push up a little bit quarter over quarter and year over year. Most of that funding was uh, in AI, right? Correct. So there was some very anthropic raised a very, very large round from Amazon. They, they raised 1.3 billion from Amazon. And you can see the AI wars are sort of heating up with Amazon backing Anthropic, and they've committed up to $4 billion, so more money to come into Anthropic from Amazon. We also saw Databricks, a cloud company, raise $500 million. And what was interesting about that round is it was at an up valuation of 2021. They were valued at $38 billion. It's now $43 billion. Most companies are not raising at increased valuations from 2021. So, and it was T. Rowe Price. So that tells you Databricks might be planning to go out um, it, possibly next year sometime, um, and that the company is doing incredi- incredibly well on its business fundamentals because you're not going to get an up round in this market unless you were doing so. And go out, you mean an IPO. We had two uh, real big IPOs uh, this past quarter, uh, Arm and Instacart. Uh, neither one really took off very far. Yeah. It was interesting as I watched those two, and also Clavio, I think, is also an important company to look at that went public. Um, in September. And I think what was interesting is that there seemed to be a lot of investor interest. These companies were not selling high proportions in the IPO. There was a lot of um, kind of key investors who said they're going to come in and invest at the IPO price. Um, and there was a little uptick for most of these stocks that first IPO day. And since then, they've slid down a little bit. And I think as I watched it, what was interesting is even though there seemed to be a lot of investor interest going in, the companies didn't go above the range. They kind of did it at the higher range, but they didn't price above that range because I think there is huge price sensitivity in this market. And even despite that, there, you know, I think all three stocks are down from their listing price. But well, we'll of see course, CEO, yeah, yeah, a CEO would say, "Hey, listen, if if the if the price doesn't move the first day of uh, public trading, it means I I nailed the price, and we maximize the amount of money that we're going to get out of this." Yeah. But I think, you know, I talked to an analyst um, as these, the sort of IPO market, as these three were coming out, and he worked on the Facebook IPO in 2012. And the interesting thing that he said is Facebook priced above its range. Um, and then after that, for almost nine months, the stock came down quite a bit from that IPO price. And because it was such a big IPO, because everyone was looking at that IPO, it kind of depressed the IPO markets for nine months after that. And so I think coming into, you know, these IPOs in September, I think the companies and the investors were far more cautious because they're not only looking at these three companies, there's a whole slew of companies that are in the pipeline that are preparing to go out and they don't want a sort of downtrend from these three if these three don't do well. So it'll be interesting to see what does happen because I would say they've done okay. They are down from their IPO price, but it's not massively down um, in comparison to what we've seen with some of the 2021 listings. 
Do you suppose if uh, companies are having trouble getting uh, further funding in a softening VC market, that that might be a choice? Uh, That's a way to raise money. Yes, I think that we're in an incredibly difficult funding environment. I think companies that are able to raise are companies who are growing significantly. And we expect to see companies at each asset class close down um, in this market. So coming into 20, the end of 2023 and into 2024, I think companies raised in 2021, in the early part of 2022, seed and early was still incredibly strong. And I think those companies are going to be coming back into the market. You know, they've cut costs, they've extended runways, um, but they're going to be coming back into the market and facing the fact that there are companies, the investors are much more cautious about what they're investing in. They're not flinging money around. And so I think a lot of those companies are either going to face closure or possibly we're going to see an uptick in M&A just because prices are down. There are companies who are doing incredibly well well, who have raised large amounts of money and still have that on their balance books. And so I think the M&A market is going to increase in 2024 just because of these, both on the buy side and the sell side. The money in venture seems to still exist. They're just not investing it. They, They painfully, in my mind, call that dry powder. They could just simply call it money. Uh, but the money's still there. The money is there, but interestingly enough, um, the LPs, the people who invest in venture firms, are looking for liquidity, and they haven't had that for more than 18 months. Obviously, 2021 was a very strong year. But if you look at our data, double the amount of money went into this private companies, this asset class in 2021, and at the end of 2021, it shut down. So all that money came in. But in the last 18 months, we've seen very little money come out. And so those LPs are looking for liquidity. And I think investors are aware, venture investors are aware, is that calling that money from their LPs or taking that money from their LPs, there's not a lot of receptiveness to do that at this point because everyone's a little tight. Um, And so that's also pushing them to be much more cautious. If they are going to invest, um, they've got to see a lot of upside in the companies they're investing in. So, you know, the LP equation has also impacted the investors, not just the what the companies are looking like. And as you look over the Q3 numbers and your report, what what big picture does it tell you uh, about what's happening now and what may happen in the future? Yeah, I think big picture, what it's showing to us is seed funding came down um, this past quarter. Early stage funding came down the most, actually, year over year this past quarter. And what it tells me is that the market is still, we're still going through the downturn, downturn despite the fact that there were this beginning to ease up of the public markets and this potential for some liquidity coming into um, the, you know, the investors um, in this last quarter and into 2024. Nonetheless, investors are still incredibly cautious. And when you see seed and early pickup, that gives you a sense that there is a bit more optimism in the market. The fact that that was down in Q3 tells you that the market is still digesting on what has happened over the last 18 months. Janae Tier, Crunchbase Senior Data Editor. The latest data show global funding reached $221 billion in the first three quarters of 2023, down 42% year over year. As for Farther and CEO Taylor Matthews. What we're really just focused on is what we can control. And that's, you know, that's the, the processes that we're putting in place, the business that we're trying to build, the success that we're trying to drive for each individual who uh, joins the company and, uh, and, of course, their clients. And if they're happy, 
Uh, and if we can, you know, help guide them and protect them from, you know, whatever the uh, uh, the economic world throws at them, uh, then we'll we'll be successful. Next week on Sand Hill Road. The thing is, you guys have taken a lot of our words. <laughs> so, Entrepreneur. <laughs> entrepreneurs for, to start with. And so I'm actually wondering, I think you, you took a lot of the good words. <laughs> <laughs> Mael Gavay, CEO of Techstars, the biggest seed investor in the world. Sand Hill Road is produced by Sean Myers under the leadership of Sarah Bueno and Stephanie Adruni. For more interviews with Silicon Valley's most influential entrepreneurs, check me out on TV at Press Here. That's Sunday mornings on NBC Bay Area and everywhere in the world on iTunes and at PressHereTV.com. <laughs>